Hello, hello, this is uh, Editor Bay James jumping in at the top of the podcast to do a little uh, little explanation of what the fuck is going on, where we've been, if we're back, etc, etc. I'm doing this with my partner in the room with me, so I'm very self-conscious of the fact that I'm talking alone into a microphone, but that's fine. Uh, so we recorded this episode back in March 2020, so now it's January 2021, assuming I put it out this month, which hopefully I will. So it's been a bit of a gap. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, there was a global pandemic last year, things were fucked up, it was wild. Uh, things actually weren't that bad on my end, honestly, I just got very busy and sort of uh, put off editing and releasing this episode, and uh, I don't know, it's coming out now, so whatever, it's fine, right? You weren't listening anyway, so it's all good. Uh, we have an episode of The Simpsons Index coming up next week as well, for anyone who has missed us. So, you know, you can get a double dose of us talking about this show that we like to talk about. Uh, whether we will be back for more, obviously it's been a while between episodes, I think we'll be back at some point, uh, you can't hold me to anything specific here, but look, I think there is an appetite between the two of us to record more episodes, hopefully some people are still around and will listen to them, but I don't know, this is always just a fun thing for us to do, it's still a fun thing for us to do, if you come along and listen we would enjoy that, if you don't, then I suppose you're not hearing this right now, so it doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, enjoy this episode. I haven't listened back to it in months. I think it was good. I guess we'll find out together. Okay, bye. We won't take Yes, let's be the pods. Season six, episode six. No, wait. Season six, <laughs> episode nine of Pods. In the key. Oh. Springfield. Our triumphant return. Oh, it's good to be back. I mean, oh, presumably, we've only just started. It might be really bad. This could be the worst episode we've ever done. Well, it's a brand let's, new episode. Let's set that as the floor right now. Possibility, worst episode. Okay, so traditionally when people play games, they say the floor is lava, but you're saying the floor is the possibility that we're going to have a bad episode. Well, I'm not going to say lava. That's too much. That's too hot. A little spicy. Right. Uh, it's too spicy. Too spicy for floor. Okay, so this is the first one of these that we're ever recording remotely from each other. Yep. Is that you cracking open a bevy? That's me, yep. I'm getting it done. I'm drinking a... Little Bang, Little Bang, uh, Little Bang Chocolate Stout, the Dark I really, Arts. I really wanted that to be. Um, I'm drinking a Duff branded energy drink because <laughs> that would have made the rest of this episode wild. Didn't we do an episode about that energy drink at some point? Did yeah, we, we do? Did. Yeah, we did that. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, uh, eat my shorts number twelve called Nick and James are gonna eat something, drink something stupid. Oh, that's right. That was recent. Okay, okay. Yeah, no doubt, and no it doubt. was. Uh, I mean, by recent, it was almost a year ago at this point. <laughs> but that's because our release schedule has not been entirely consistent. Look, it's dipped somewhat. It's dipped somewhat. Tell you what hasn't dipped though, James. Quality. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, there's nothing like a good positive start. Yeah, so we, um, are, we are recording separately in our own homes. Uh, I am in my house, you're in yours. It's not the other way around. That would be strange. That would be atypical. Yes, atypical day for each of us, yes. But because of how things are right now, that's not what we're doing. 
Yes. Um, obviously, we're recording in the time just before the world ends. I mean... Um, <laughs> is that too hyperbolic? Uh, every it's time, probably fine. Everything's fine. Every Everyone's every, Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be, be okay. Right. Rock a day. It's been a while since I've done one of those. Yeah. This is um, this is a weird way of recording something, is I can understand why people do this face to face in the room. It is, and why much we have smoother. done it for the previous ninety-two episodes. It is much smoother face to face in the room. I've always said that, and I get really distracted every time I look at our little video chat screen because I'm wearing a headset <laughs> with with a Britney Spears mic that comes around my jawline. I feel like an absolute twat. I'm just also hyper aware of the fact that if I start shouting, my girlfriend in the next room is going to hear me like, what the fuck is, what are, what are they up to? What are they up to, should yeah. I say? Ooh, what are she they up to? Listen. Ooh, she can listen what are and they find doing? out. Ooh. Ooh, all right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Better do it over there then, shall I? Ooh. So what episode of The Simpsons did we watch tonight, Nick? We watched Homer Batman, the one where Homer's parents get killed in an alley and he witnesses them being killed, and then he gets befriended by a creepy old English butler and lives underground in a cave. <laughs> that is... That's like 70% of the way there to what Batman is. That's why I like I it. Really it's like thought... just off enough. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say that's 70% of what this episode is, and I was like, fucking, is it? Did I watch the wrong episode? Oh, I just realised I didn't do my bevy check. Um, I've got a, a a sparkling water with lime, oh, in a can, and I've got a beer. Oh, okay. Of course I do. Okay, sparkling lime in a can. They shoved that whole yeah. lime right in there. They just get it right in that hole. It was forty percent off for a pack of ten. Oh, really? Well, that bring it down to seventy dollars. Uh, seventy-four. Yeah. It's okay. pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. I've been I've been I've been mixing it with gin, except for not tonight. No. Um so uh Candy Trade Show. Have Can- you ever been to a tr- trade show, James? I went to E three once. Oh, that's a trade show. Yeah, I interviewed Shigeru Miyamoto. It was great. Had a great time. We all laughed and danced and had fun. Was that the that's the creator of Mario. Yes. Uh, thank you, Bluetooth speaker that just turned off. Uh, yes. <laughs> thank you, Bluetooth. Hey, a new character. <laughs> oh, it's episode 90 fucking thousand and we finally got a new character. Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, I was um, watching this uh, when the uh, the candy trade show popped up. I was thinking back to the days of my youth when I was watching The Simpsons. And I remember, I'd, I might have brought this up on the podcast at some point, but I used to read a lot of video game magazines as a kid before mm. I started writing for them as an adult. And there was always a part well, of me... That because, isn't that because when you were a child, video games only existed in magazine form? Yeah, I'd never seen one before, in person. It was before the computer had been invented. Yeah, I mean, they had like... They would get like a big rock and they would sort of like carve a monitor into it and you would have these sort of like a... You know, we called them games, but they're really just still images carved into rocks and you would throw the rock at your friend and that would be the game. And the irony about that is I call you James and yet you are just a carved rock with an image on it. Uh, and I throw you at people. When you go back and listen to every episode of the podcast and it's just you talking to yourself. 
<laughs> and you never realised. <laughs> I mean, what well, today when I was working remotely, uh, I got an email from someone else at work saying, "Can you get out of this Word document? It says you know locked for editing by Nick." And I was like, "That's weird. I'm not in that document." So then I went to try and open that document, and it said locked for editing by Nick. And I'm like, "But I'm Nick." <laughs> And I was like, wow, it's taken three <laughs> minutes of me working from home before I've actually become apparently schizophrenic. You've started to question out. every part of your identity <laughs> and your reality, as it we all do every day. Wild. And I feel like if any episode of this podcast feels like it's me talking to myself, it might be this one. Because I've noticed there is a bit of a delay in, in our video chat. Not heaps, but enough to occasionally make me go, oh, no, I sh- oh. I, th- I think my my interjection jokes are going to struggle in this one, James. It's coming through with a lot of clarity for me, actually. Everything's been fine. Oh, that's good. Weirdly. I mean, there's no, there's no um, distortion or anything at this end. I just feel like sometimes I'll... like It, 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 it doesn't matter. This bit can, can all be This is going to be good for editor James going back through and <laughs> just trying to sync up, <laughs> sync up our little chat. So yeah, as I was saying, I used to read video game magazines and... There was always part of me as a kid that thought that anything that you could enjoy had, like, an equivalent industry to the video game industry. And I always sort of thought, like... Sure. You know, like, the specific thing that I thought in my head was always, like, biscuits. I was like, I bet there's a magazine about biscuits. And it's just, like, when a new biscuit comes out, there are people who have known about this biscuit for years because it's getting previewed in, like, Biscuit Monthly or whatever. This is, like, a real thought I had as a kid. And so, I wonder. So you reckon, like, twelve years ago, there would have been a lot of chat about, "Have you heard of Double Coat Tim Tams coming out?" And everyone's like, "Fuck, that sounds amazing. That'll become did the they, new did they Tim come out twelve years ago? I thought that was a big stretch, man. I have no idea. And the <laughs> the annoying part is because you're on because we're doing this over the phone. I can't use my phone to Google shit now. I feel very hamstrung. <laughs> Well, if you had, you know, if you'd been a subscriber to Biscuit Monthly, I'm sure you would know exactly when the the Tim Tam would come out. There'd be like retrospectives in there now, delving um, into that double like... code. <laughs> I'd love to delve into a double code. <laughs> one of the weird things, because I've had, uh, I think I've had similar thoughts about hyper specific magazines, but for me, it's always been led by the Notting Hill. Um, where Hugh Grant pretends he's a journalist from Horse and Hound magazine. Horse and Hound? Yeah, I think Horse and Hound is my stand-in, hyper-specific niche interest magazine. Hmm. <laughs> what was it about? Well, no, he, well, I don't think the movie actually goes into the content of Horse and Hound. Uh, my recollection of Notting Hill, movie I haven't seen in a very long time, is that he ends up at like a press junket that he's not supposed to be in. And they say, well, what are your qualifications? What's going on? Who the fuck are you? He looks around, sees a magazine, horse, and says, oh, I'm from uh, um, Horse and Hound. He looks over, he sees a horse. He looks on the other side, he sees a hound. He looks out <laughs> the window and he sees Notting Hill. And he says, oh yes, it's me, Hugh Grant, from the magazine Maccabi Diva Fred Bassett. Ooh, it's me, uh, Hugh Grant. Ooh, Ooh this oh, is what I sound ter- like I do. Ooh. Terrible Hugh Grant. Excellent Dave Callum, though. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Huh, the, uh, the opening gag where they're eating a bunch of sugary, sugary cereal, 
We have a box of Cocoa Pops in our cupboard at home right now, and I'm just thinking about them all day. Yeah. Yeah, I really feel like, uh, you know, if you have sugary cereal like once a year, it's a real treat. If you have it any more than that, it's like you're just asking for trouble, I think, but it's a very occasional thing. Well, I think I've mentioned on this pod before that a regular tradition of mine is I'll buy a box of Fruit Loops, have half a bowl and go, absolutely not a fucking chance. <laughs> and then a year and a half later, I'll buy another box of Fruit Loops. That is a good habit. Do you like Do you like to drink the milk afterwards? Absolutely not. Absolutely I just think, not. Um, I, don't, I don't enjoy Fruit Loops as much as I think I enjoy Fruit Loops. You like the idea um, of Fruit Loops. You like... You like the idea of being able to return to a time where eating a bowl of Fruit Loops was a normal thing for you to do before before the liberal agenda <laughs> took away your cereals. Yeah, okay. Um, and I've got uh, a note here. I've got a note here that says, I'm doing the thing I normally do about showing you my notes unnecessarily. Yep, trying to read it. Um, oh, okay, I got a big oh, fan. Oh, big, big fan of gummy bears. Ah, yes, um, yes. So I used to eat... So... You know when you go to like the supermarket and you've got the big pick and mix display, all the all the plastic shoots where you can just go and fill up a bag and then they charge you thousands of dollars for it. I'm aware. Yes. Um, uh, gummy bears were one of my go tos, and I'm thinking, or back to so often when I was a kid, I would get like 300, 400 grams of gummy bears and kind of eat them mostly in one sitting. <laughs> Why didn't anyone intervene? <laughs> I had loving parents. That, that is absolutely insane that I was, A, doing that, B, allowed, and C, that I'm still here to tell the tale. The one thing is that after your second gummy overdose, they were still like, you know what, it's fine. Yeah, and I think that's where negligence starts to come in, you know? Um, <laughs> Although by they, that time when... you were 24, so, you know, they didn't really have much mm. control over your gummy intake. Yeah, I mean, I suppose not. I'm trying to think of trying to think of a pun to get us out of this joke. And did you notice that this episode had uh, a lot of gummy and it had a bear, but it had no gummy bears? That's interesting. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, man. So hang on, hang on. What what are the gummies in the? Isn't the first one a gummy bear? In, I mean, when maybe. The trade show? <laughs> I mean, maybe it could be that I'm just wrong. Maybe. But what if I hadn't been? Then it would have been interesting. Um, so, skipping back Sure Because To what, the first uh, 15 seconds of the episode? Because we've already covered <laughs> the second 15 Um, well, I, no, I jumped a fair way forward with gummy bears is what I meant but, Sure Um, uh, pretty spicy take from Bart about what, um, uh, about being a maniac <laughs> Um, <laughs> Uh, women don't. Uh, uh, oh, you're so and so. You gave a speech at my school about women not being treated like second class citizens. Which, by the way, pretty progressive and strange for Springfield Elementary to get a public speaker to come in to talk to the second grade about women's rights. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really yeah. interesting take. And I guess my question is, why is it not reflected in any other part of the episode? <laughs> um. Certainly seems like the Simpsons writers room could have used that presentation. Oh, yes, they could have. (laughs) Because the the next note after that is, see, the thing about feminism, James, 
is that you have to present it badly. <laughs> um, I think that's the overall ethos that the Simpsons writers took into this episode. Is the reason we haven't recorded in months and months and months because we got up to this episode and like, hmm, I don't know, this is going to be a difficult one. Yep, kind of. two um, straight white men. We are maybe not the people to tackle this material. Yeah, we are almost certainly not the right people to tackle this material. But we'll do what two straight white men always do, which is just push on regardless. Well, look, people who are listening to this episode, you've passed the point now where like it counts as a download. So if you want to switch to a different Simpsons podcast, <laughs> where they maybe trusted somebody else to get into all of this stuff, we understand. Yeah. Please come back next week, assuming we put an episode out next week. Um, <laughs> which you can say, really. Uh, Nick, what do you think about the video game Disemballer 4? Are you a fan? Um, I'm very annoyed that uh, EA has still decided to not release Skate 4. Sure. Um, and I think not now Disemballer in the times 5. Of, yeah, in the times of a um, global pandemic-driven lockdown, to not release Skate 4 has gone from being inconvenient to being downright rude. Hmm. Um, it is funny playing video games now that are set outside. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, Whole different wow. world. Like, there's a. Um, I saw somebody make a tweet the other day about the video game Hitman 2, and we promised each other we weren't going to talk about all this stuff too much, but just very quickly. Somebody tweeted about the video game Hitman 2, and they were mm. playing it, and they were talking about, like, how interesting it feels to play a game set in large crowds now, where you just walk around in large crowds of people and you get very mm. close. And I was imagining, like, a Hitman level set during this crisis where you just walk through a crowd and like that counts as the assassination (laughs) ah that's grim yeah Um, also just just to be clear and this doesn't need to go in the episode uh, my um, the, the thing I wanted to steer clear from was a bunch of people going guys look we're all just trying really hard because <laughs> podcasters need to get off their fucking high horse as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah, absolutely. Just, it's, you know, we're no, not providing a in- great service here. For- <laughs> nope. I mean, us specifically. Maybe the reply all guys genuinely are, but, you know. Well, maybe. Um, uh, have I got any notes, Other notes that are relevant? Other notes at all. No. All, all my notes. Well, I've, I've got most of a page. Oh, that's pretty good. I've got like five pages, but they're small pages. Five? Have you got five post-it notes? Mm, it's like three post-it notes stuck together, but then also like two other post-it notes per lot of three. So it's like five post-it notes. It's bigger <laughs> than that, though. It's more like seven. <laughs> Could you describe it for me in subway footlongs? Okay. If you like took all the fillings out... Like, just the salads. If you were getting, like, tomato, lettuce, spinach, if you just took them out and, like, arranged them into a rectangle, I reckon that's one page. <laughs> oh, that, that's actually alarmingly illustrative. <laughs> For reasons that I can't quite explain, that's assisted a lot. When Homer goes to the candy convention, right next door there is a candy-shaped rat poison... Uh, convention. Is it possible that Homer went into the wrong convention and the rest of the episode was a uh, death dream? Oh. Oh. I like that interpretation. I'd never even noticed that it was... Oh, sorry, maybe I had noticed previously, but I didn't notice tonight uh, that it was a candy-shaped rat convention next door. You're just not (laughs) looking out for rat poison in the same way that I am. 
No, I, su- I suppose I'm not. Uh, which is a, a failing, a failing of mine. I'm prepared to admit that. It's also a failing of the um, rat poison industry, though, that doesn't push its products hard enough on the regular man. I mean, how hard does rat poison need to push towards men? <laughs> well, I mean, there are some men regular, who could use some rat poison in their life. I think. Or um, to get rid of the rats that have infested oh, their get, brains and their to guns. Get rid of the rats that have and their pantries. Their and their pantries. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? You're filtering your camera what? here. This is distressing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You're uh, some sort of wooden Lincoln. Uh, I, will, uh, I will stop the filters, but it just seemed like a fun thing to do. Um, oh, God. How do I stop the filters? Right. Okay. I've stopped the filters now. Filters are very addictive. Once you get into the filters in the video chat, you can't get away from them. Uh, yeah. And I apologise for starting us down that road. Um, can I talk about the assault yet? Uh, look, i got a whole page of notes before that. Do you want me to just run through them very quickly? Please. Okay, Please. Uh, wax oh, lips. You don't have to do it quickly. You can do it at whatever speed you like. Thank you, Nick. I said thank <laughs> you. The, uh, the thank, wax thank lips. Thank you, James. The wax lips guy uh, doesn't even try to promote the quality of these wax lips as candy. He just says also, humorous substitute for your own lips. End of list. Is Not very wax good. a candy? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a whole separate question, isn't it? Uh, look, I've, I've always I've been as a kid my gone, time, don't what you? the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not a candle muncher. Don't even begin to tell me you're a candle muncher. That's true. Muncher. I've never once munched on a candle, nor a wick, nor a... What are the other parts of the candle? There's wax and wicks. Is that it? It's just wax and wicks, yeah. Wax and wigs, rather eat a twig. That's what I've always said. Which was, which was the um, it was the first draft of the magazine that uh, Hugh Grant pretended to write for. Oh, I'm from uh, <laughs> Wax, wax and Wicks. <laughs> um, uh, wax on, Wax Wicks. Yes, very um, good. I think that's all the references. Uh, I think it would have been uh, like it's so weird that I wonder did they originally mean to bail out of that joke with a well, why are there wax lips at a candy convention? Candy? Oh, I thought this was candle. And then, Ooh, like, flee. That's an interesting thought. Because mm, guess what? Wax is not candy, James. does feel like that was a joke that they just had, like, pinned up to the wall in the writer's room. Like, can we do, can we do my wax lips bit? I got a bit about can wax we do, lips. Can we do my wax lips? <laughs> there was an old... An old wax mannequin that got struck by lightning on Halloween and came to life. <laughs> and that was the bit he kept pitching. I see. Yeah. Nice. Uh, celery is not a great snack to just be carrying around, as Marge is in this episode. Uh, no, it's very I mean, take some carrot sticks. Just... Carrot sticks and hummus. That's a good snack. Yeah, that's great. Heaps better than celery. Especially just just plain celery. Uh, let's see, what else have I got in my dumb notes here? Uh, when Homer is talking to the gummy man, and Marge says, will you two stop saying gummy so much? Homer never wants this gummy in that scene. Strange. Curious. He does, he does though, in the lead up. He's saying, oh, gummy this and gummy that. And then there's a long pause where he doesn't say it. Hmm. I I, I, I agree. Marge's, Marge's will you two stop saying it is wrong. Yep, after um, four uses of the word gummy in the space of two sentences. Not that unusual, mm. I would think. 
Not when you're at a candy, not when you're at the gummy desk of a candy convention. Exactly. When you're in the gummy district. It'd be like if two of our fans Mm. were having a discussion. You mean our two fans. Yeah, if our two fans were having a discussion and someone came along and said, huh, could you two stop saying excellent podcast? It's like, well, hang on a second. You're one having moment, a discussion. Yeah. Like, one, you know. I mean, it, yeah. And like, what else do they natural. have to talk about? They love it. They love the podcast, as they should. As they should. Yeah. Just I try just to stared, stop them. I stared straight down the lens of my camera then, forgetting that I'm not looking at the listeners. I'm just looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am listening to you right now. I know. Hello. Hello. Nick. Hello. It's nice to hear another voice. Uh, what else have I got? Oh, Homer's like Homer blows up a building in this one. He kills a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, those people are surely dead. That building explodes. It's a very big explosion. Yeah. Um, and it got me thinking. Remember, like, what three years ago, four years ago, the internet was very obsessed with Mentos and Diet Coke and bacon. Which is epic, let's be honest. Yeah, okay, that wasn't that wasn't quite the, the thing I was setting up there, Jake. Sorry, carry on. Thank you. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think you just sit there and go, yeah, and Nyan Cat, Nick. What about Nyan Cat? What about Nyan Cat? About... <laughs> Fucking Nyan Cat. Um, uh, no, so Mentos and Diet Coke, and everyone was like, wow, look at the reaction, it spurts and oh. Yowza. Haven't Pop Rocks and... And soda, done that for ages. It, watching this explosion, knowing that pop rocks are a thing. Yes. And I think, it, I was just like, but why did we all get excited about that with Mentos? It does feel like sometimes somebody on the internet will decide something is exciting for us and will tell us this is the thing we're all going to be excited <laughs> about for the next little while. And, and we all uh, just go, yeah, all right. Yeah, okay, if that's what you're telling me. I have to be excited about I guess I'll just go along with that. Um, should we set a new trend? Sure, what should it be? Um, Nyan Cat. <laughs> Nyan Cat, okay. So, how are we going to do that? Is that the little grey fella that shits rainbows? Yes. So I'm going to, I'll email, the- I'll, I'll email like BuzzFeed tomorrow and be like, hey, i got this pitch for you. It's going to be uh, this... Remember this, uh, remember this Pop-Tart rainbow shitting cat? Uh, the internet does, and it thinks that it's bae. Oh, yeah, sweet. Yeah. I love it. Um, only Good news, people, the young cat is woke now. Only people who were born in a period spanning four decades will remember <laughs> this. Uh, what else are we going to say about this episode of The Simpsons? Uh, crawling around in a suit made out of candy seems like a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> when they talk about the caramel deposit at the back, I mean, there's always, like, the sort of distressing idea that they're crawling around in there and, like, their mother's body is also in there with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that is a bit distressing. So As, you In s- an episode about... Especially in an episode about sexual harassment. <laughs> yes. Should we talk about that part of the episode? Should we, uh, should we venture down that road? Oh, I'll tell you what. My feet are getting closer to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, we should. Okay. Okay, do you want me to go first? Yes. I <laughs> really like the tone in which Homer says, Thank you. 
um, after the the assault <laughs> misunderstanding has occurred. <laughs> End and of obviously, notes. obviously, assaulting people not great. I think you need to but, move your mic um, a bit closer to your mouth, by the way. Oh, my my Turtle Beach mic or my phone mic? Whichever one you're recording through. Uh, the Turtle Beach mic. Yes. The waveform looks okay. Do you want me to pivot you? I'll pivot you. Pivot me. Ooh. See, the waveform looks okay. I mean, it's a little small, but... There goes this whole long-distance recording thing. We're getting it done. Yeah, we're absolutely getting it done, like like a couple of boys. And I've I've adjusted. I'm now reclining <laughs> You are in reclining. My couch. You're so relaxed. <laughs> I'm having a wonderful time. I'm maintaining a state of cat-like readiness, as I tend to do. Ah. I'm sitting right um, on the edge I, of my seat. Well, I've gone completely hands-free, so... Um, yeah. You fall asleep and a big snob bubble is just blowing out of your nose and expanding and contracting. <laughs> you think that's bad. There's a caramel deposit at the back. Oh, boy. Well, uh, yeah, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. So Homer's whole position throughout this episode is he didn't do what he's accused of doing. Mm. But he did. I mean, he does grab it at yeah. butt. It's like, it's a matter of intent rather than action is really like the crux of his argument but mm. i would think in a case like this you know obviously intent does matter to some extent but it doesn't erase what he has done and the inappropriateness of it yeah that's actually a really interesting angle um uh that i'm going to take a moment to process before i say anything out loud into a device that's recording sure uh i mean yeah. Hmm. He does. I, I, I mean, he does, you know, I, commit a crime that really is great. Know. Great meaning large or immense in this case. I use it in the pejorative oh, sense. Which is one of my favourite lines in The Simpsons and has taught me what the word pejorative means. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess the, the hesitation that I have is that I've always bought into the narrative the episodes put forward which is actually he wasn't grabbing her ass he was making very minute contact with something that was on her jeans but yeah you're right there's not really as much of a difference between those two things as homer portrays it to be yeah i mean obviously he's not aggressively grabbing but there is there's contact being made without prior consent yeah that's true yeah which Hmm. Gives the whole episode. I mean, there's like a lot of icky stuff in this episode. This is a difficult one to talk about, and one that has aged worse than most episodes we cover, despite mm. still having some very interesting stuff in it. Which makes um, it, um, you know, the perfect episode to talk about on a podcast, theoretically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of things that have aged weirdly, I looked up something tonight that I've never understood before. Yes. The reference to the dog in the copper tone ad. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've di- dived into this. I did no research. Um, Coppertone, an American sunscreen brand. They had an ad in 1990, um, which was uh, a dog, um, a big fluffy black haired, like a, a black lab or something. Sure. Um, that was uh, running around the beach and taking like you know those beachy wraps that you might have not quite a sarong but like some light fabric that goes around the waist so when you're walking along the beach you've still got some coverage on your legs yeah um, but don't forget your butt don't forget your butt james yeah uh welcome to our new show don't forget your butt 
Um, it's like Don't Forget Your Toothbrush, that show from the 90s, but less weird. Um, yeah, and or the perhaps hosts don't go on to harass like a woman for 15 years. Yeah, Tim Ferguson, not that good. Yeah, out. there's a whole thing there. Yeah. Let's, uh, I don't remember quite Let's... enough to get into it in depth. No, Potentially, shouldn't have brought it up, but I did. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, so the dog fine. in the cut. Co- the dog in the Coppertone ad uh, runs around and, and takes the wraps off of all these people. Yeah. And then, like, runs up to a guy and takes the hat off the guy because he's, like, lying down. So he's a good dog retrieval so hat like a height. Res- a, res- a mischievous, rambunctious sort of dog, you're saying. Yeah, a rambunctious dog. Yeah. Um, and the meanwhile, the voiceover's going... Here at Coppertone, we're taking the wraps off a of summer with perfect skin tone coverage for all people at the beach. And it's just like, it's, you know... It's Phoebe. Yeah, and then the very last scene is like a toddler who's maybe five, and the dog is like tugging at her bather bottoms. Huh. And then, so... You know, when taking it back to this episode of The Simpsons, oh, it's like that postcard with the alligators biting the woman on the butt. Oh, and is it like the dog in the Coppertone ad? Well, no, that's a grey area, Homer says. How is a dog tugging at the swimsuit bottoms of a toddler a grey area? Like, I'm very confused by what that joke is supposed to mean. I mean, Bart really likes that postcard, though. He's really into it. Huge fan of it. He's losing Huge his fan. fucking little mind. Tiny little body boy mind. He starts weeping and tearing at his hair. Uh, isn't that to do with his skin condition, though? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he didn't have enough copper tone. That was the problem. Ah, uh, yeah. uh, wraps it all back around. So there's a whole... This weird episode, one of my notes here just says, General systemic lack of real action on sexual harassment? Question mark. Uh, which seems like a fairly large area to try to delve into in this uh, stupid little podcast about The Simpsons. But there is (laughs) a bit of a weird thing here where, you know, the impetus for everything, eventually the episode sort of pivots to being about, like, the sensationalism of the media. And I think it handles that a lot better than it handles the sexual harassment stuff. Mm. But there is a general sort of, like, Homer being hounded and, like, being unable to live his life because of what he's done... Whereas in the real world, like, historically, the actual action taken against sexual harassers has been minor. Mm. Especially (laughs) at the time, especially at the time that this episode was made, and in pretty much every time after. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. But there is also... Yes, sorry. Go on. And I was just going to say that I guess this actually, in some extremely minute way this then reflects part of the culture about why so many victims have stayed silent for so long. Um, Because Mm. by speaking up, you get portrayed as the, you know, uh, life-ruining force, even though your life may well have been ruined in the process. Yeah, especially when the episode is inherently on Homer's side and never really interrogates the idea that what he did was wrong at all. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it yeah, yeah, which is Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. Um and boy do I feel ill-equipped <laughs> to um to properly dive into it all. Uh I mean, 
There's a there's a joke in here about Marge talking to the indignation coordinator on the lawn. And at first I was thinking, that's kind of funny. That's a funny title for someone to have. And now I'm like, ah, I don't know if the episode has earned that joke. Yeah, it's a bit cheap, isn't it? But then Godfrey Jones comes on the phone and uh, almost kind of saves the episode, I think. there's like Once they start delving into... I feel like the second half of this episode, when they move into the TV stuff... As long as you kind of ignore what the actual case they're discussing is, it becomes mm. kind of interesting. Mm. Which um, is, yeah, potentially a generous read of the episode, more generous than a show this huge and successful needs or deserves, but, you know, there's a potential to make that dis- make that discussion happen, as we might my, do on this very podcast. As we might. My TV note here just says they waited so long to pull away from Gentle Ben. <laughs> they did. The bear that goes nuts and starts attacking the studio audience. They like... It's, it's several shots of the tranquilizer and then the bear fainting before they cut to no signal. Gentle Ben I is feel a good like, friend though. He's a lovely little bear and I love him. Oh, well... I hate to tell you, James, but Gentle Ben's probably dead by now anyway. Hmm. You, uh, I'm sure there's like a BuzzFeed article somewhere. Where are they now about all of these people and uh, Gentle <laughs> Ben didn't make it? Oh, no. The re-edited uh, sweet can scene where Homer gets re-edited to saying, uh, you know, he's thinking about her can is one of those scenes that, for one thing, I enjoy the scene, but I also think it's one of those scenes that a lot of people try to replicate and fuck up is one of those um, things where people are like you remember that scene you know it's like and they do too much skipping oh, back and forth and it doesn't work yes and the reference doesn't land it's one of those yeah people um yeah that's one of those classic people quote it and they might get the spirit of the quote but boy do they not get the execution right yeah the mm. execution who is a uh, what joke was I going to make there? Now I got nothing. Uh, Nick, should we start a new podcast under the sea? <laughs> Look, I'm Ken. Um, my favorite part about that scene is when we come back from Homer's little under the sea fantasy, and Marge says, "You always say that we're not going to move under the sea." Cut to Homer, and he's standing on the couch with both arms triumphantly <laughs> in the air, as yeah, though he did he's the just finished dance. giving the whole song and dance, which makes me very happy. It also Easily my favorite part of that scene. It also comes out of nowhere. Like mm. that's one of those scenes that's sort of like you know it's ubiquitous now. We've seen this episode so many times. We don't think about it, but that scene, there's no lead up to that. There's no reference to Under the Sea prior to that. It's just out of nowhere. It launches mm. into a song and dance number set under the sea, where the children are all you know playing little sea instruments and Homer is eating all of the creatures down there. It's curious. Very good. Something one of our listeners pointed out. You know, we have two listeners. One of them pointed something out to us on Twitter before we started recording. In this oh. episode, uh, uh, Diana pointed out that in the episode early on when a bunch of people are in the power plant rocking Homer while he's in his chair, while he's in his rocking chair, if you will, one sure. of them is one of Marge's high school friends who does not seem to have aged at all since then. It's the exact same character model. Uh, yeah, exact right. same woman she's just there she's involved 
uh, she may of, have traveled through time. We've got some kind of time traveling activist. It seems like a strong possibility. Can I put forward my theory? That it is just that they, uh, the same woman that just hasn't aged much in that period of time? What if Norm is a woman? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. A, a magical time traveling woman. Dun, dun. Like, uh, so we thought we were dealing with a Norman, but we're dealing with, like, I mean, still Norm- Norman, but Norman's a woman. Norma. Nor- yeah, Norma, I mean, be, that's a possibility. As in, as in Norma Jean. Goodbye, Norma Jean. No, I never knew you at all. Etc. Yeah, okay. All right, I think that's canon. I think that Norm is actually Norma, or, you know, maybe we don't need to assign a gender identity to Norm or Norma. <laughs> Look, if we want to start making it non-binary norm watch, I'm fine with that. <laughs> okay, well, I'm up for that. We will uh, we'll keep an eye out. So this um, this character from Marge's past is now a norm nominee, a nominee, if you will. James. Yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna do a bit of whispering. Okay. I can't remember if if it's canon that Norm is a time traveler. I'm not sure. It's been a while since we've really recorded anything. Although yeah, I know. I have my gain turned up too high, and I think these whispers are just playing as though they're regular audio. Okay, well, mine are definitely coming out as whispers. Okay, interesting. Well, I guess we'll just see how it pans out in the edit. It's really weird doing this over a phone call. That's a very good editing joke. Pan out. Get it? Pan. That's very funny, James. I can't really hear you when you whisper like that. We're talking oh, sorry. the phone is difficult. Let's go back to talking then. Okay. 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 Um, I was saying that's a very good editing joke there. We'll see how this pans out. Oh, oh, pan like pan's labyrinth. The uh, the oh, Spanish for fuck's movie that sake. Was in the original Spanish called uh, like El, El Labyrinth des Forno. No, how is it? It's the Labyrinth of the Ford. I don't know how to say that in Spanish. I shouldn't um, have tried. This- I should have just assumed I would know how to say it in Spanish. This is just a visual reference for you. Oh yeah, good. It's my Pan's Bloody Labyrinth. Uh, Nick is doing like imagine the best visual reference you could make to Pan's Labyrinth. He's doing that. It's good. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm pleased it's the best. It was. It was very good. Uh, let's see. What else have we got here? There's a new, like, news anchor in this episode who we never see before or after, I assume. Unless somebody corrects us. The guy Listeners, who's talking about, like, Homer in his little sex tent. Listeners, feel free to send a, a photo on Twitter about what you think my visual reference was. <laughs> let's see how many of you can guess it. Um, you, you'll all guess it. But anyway. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. A new newsreader. So it wasn't um, uh, the bowl cut boy from season one. And it wasn't Kenny Brocklestein. So mm. I don't know. Newman. I have a note here. When they were showing the, you know, the cavalcade of talk shows and news and everything. Yeah. I sort of, this is another like potentially very generous read or maybe a thing they did by accident. Do you think they are intentionally making a point about how these sensationalist shows benefit from women's trauma? Is it all about oh. what Homer is going through, or are they also slipping in a bit of commentary, whether intended or otherwise? Because I don't necessarily 
have a lot of goodwill for you know what they might be trying to do with this episode but mm. is there an interesting point in here about the idea that these shows uh benefit from making these women relitigate their own trauma maybe relitigate's not the right word but sort of uh you know uh mm. yeah that's a very interesting idea i mean uh, the the takeaway i had was a much more first level takeaway of um uh, further commentary against just the rights of the victim generally because they're all being portrayed as, you know, nonsense, basically. Hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose um, you're quite right in saying that there is a level of uh, profiteering that is occurring from the plight of the victim. What a tricky episode. <laughs> being a podcaster yeah, it, is difficult. Um I mean, something I guess it would be if we I, had, like, any followers at all and, like, something you know, we, really could, we could say with. something really awful here and, like, nobody would care because we have nobody listening. But let's not because we're not terrible people. Maybe we are. Who we're, knows? We're not terrible. I, I, well, <laughs> maybe. Um, something that I'm really thinking is, whoo, I wish we had uh, an easier episode for our first remote recording. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know about you, but... Boy, this feels weird. Yeah, why couldn't we do the one where Homer's a clown and he just clowns around and everyone's like, look at the fun clown. Um, and then he kills I've that got, child. I've got... What? I've got three more notes. Yes. Would you like them? Uh, sure. These TV shows have a very quick production turnaround. Obviously, some of them seem to be daily, uh, you know, Jerry Springer-style shows, Gentle Ben, etc. Yeah. But then you see Bumblebee Man doing a Homer parody. He can't have a daily production turnaround. Yeah, what is this, South Park? Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, that flag only has 49 states. Well, I'm never going to recognize Missouri. Missouri is not the 50th state of America. That was Hawaii. Um, I'm not sure why... That's a, a wonderfully weird joke because I don't understand <laughs> it. And lastly, Marge's maxim of, well, as long as everybody is videotaping everybody else, everything will be okay. Oh, the world really took Marge's point and ran with it, didn't they? Yeah, the British uh, government definitely watched this episode and said, you know what? Yes. Yeah, not bad. Not bad yeah. idea, that. Yeah. Let's take it. Run with it, yeah? Run with yeah, it. Let's, yeah, let's fucking do it already. It's oh, well, it's me now. I'm over here. Did you know I'm an atheist? Woohoo! Oh, anyway, oh, who, <laughs> he who did let, it again. Who let, who let Ricky Gervais in? I mean, it's just great the level of material that he has, and you know the fact that he doesn't hey. he doesn't even care who he offends. Nick, that's what I think is so special. Hey, if he made candles, would it be called Wiki Gervais? <laughs> uh, Nick, this is a serious show for adults. I don't think we could be making those kind of childish jokes. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> now, when Homer, well, I got some more notes here. When Homer is forced, hey, into have the you heard house, about the time I got? Have you heard about the time I got arrested for setting fire to a Madame Two Swords? <laughs> a Madame Two Swords? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You burned both went- of them. No, I, when I went and set fire to all of the displays in a Madame Tussauds and I said, I thought it was a Wix Works museum. I wanted to see if the Wix worked. They're already made work. of wax. That's what candles are made of. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, well, yeah, okay. Oh, is there a John Wick at the Waxworks? I would hope so. 
I would hope so too. And if you light them on fire, he explodes. That's cool. So hey, have you heard that? Um, have you heard that the the lead actor for I'm just doing jokes now because these episodes cool, are a real grind, and I want to appreciate. <laughs> I, I want to just give a, a shout out to the listeners who are still with us. Um, have you heard that Keanu Reeves? He's he's yeah. he the John Wick guy. Yeah, yeah, excellent. He's now doing. Um, uh, clothing that's designed to clip on to waistcoats to turn them into jackets. It's Keanu sleeves. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, thanks. I'm just trying I mean, to I guess. Just trying to perk <laughs> up the episode somehow. I'd uh, like to point it's out always that like, there was a little sad at the factory when like he's finished for the day and Keanu leaves. <laughs> oh, but that's just given me an idea. I'm going to tell him to start up a tea company called Keanu Leaves. Like tea leaves. Oh yes, okay. You you reused leaves. <laughs> I did, but in a, for, for a different meaning. It was a homophone joke. Don't tell me you're homophonic. <laughs> I've got a Keanu grievance with you. <laughs> oh. Um. Oh. Uh, you know those remaining listeners you were talking about a moment ago? They're gone. <laughs> They're gone. <laughs> yeah. That was oh the goodness. last straw. Uh, so, also, in this episode, Homer, at a certain point, cannot leave his house. He's stuck inside all day. Felt very familiar. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a very good point. And also... Except, you know, just- we're not leaving the house, not because there's an angry mob, but because we don't want to kill the elderly. Yeah. Um, yeah. the, el- the elderly and the immunocompromised That's a very If we have point. any elderly listeners, uh, hello Thank you for sticking with us uh, We just want to flatten that curve Yes uh, When the Homer's various friends show up at the house To like give the dirt on Homer It's distressing mm. that one of them is Hibbert Partly because you know he's a doctor Not meant to be doing yep. that sort of thing Partly because he is modelled on uh, Cosby Oh, and yeah, that's a there's double just edged. like a very grim, like double meaning. Go- so, uh, all of that now. It's a double edged Madame Two Swords. That's what it is. <laughs> a total of four edges. <laughs> so many edges. <laughs> oh, she's a two sword edgelord. I, t- I thought it was very funny that in this episode from like 1990, I don't know, 1994, 1995, seems like a thing I could have very easily looked up, but I didn't. Uh, they have a joke about how out of date Evening at the Improv is, and they just take a moment to make fun of this show, Evening at the Improv, a show mm. now so out of date that I do not know what it is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is it based on a real show, or is it just designed to encapsulate a bunch of um, early 90s stand- or late 80s stand-up comedy stuff? I don't know. I would. I, mean, maybe, um, maybe, I have always assumed it was a real thing. Maybe it's not. Yeah, maybe it's just an encapsulation. I'm not sure. I wish I knew. And, and now yet, we never will, and we never can. Never can, never will. If anyone uh, wants to do the very basic googling, or just happens to know what is probably a fairly common thing to know, uh, mm. yeah, don't let us know. It's fine. Just carry <laughs> that knowledge with you in your day to day, and like maybe tell someone. About how you listen to this dumb podcast and they didn't know these very basic things, but you knew them. And they'll say, what was the name of the podcast? And you'll say it was Pods in the Key of Springfield. It's otherwise quite good. And then they'll listen. Yeah. Just tell them to skip this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when they go to the the public broadcasting station, there's a sign at the front that says, Home of the Bizarre Ranch. 
which I think would be a good branding name for Twitter. Yeah, that's yeah. not bad. I see what uh, you did there. Is it implied in this episode that Homer has killed a cyclist? When he's Should talking about like... the guy on the big old-timey, like, penny-farthing penny bike, and he did something with a cinder block? Should we make pods in the Key Springfield shirts that say Homer the Bizarre Rant? <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? After a previous right. shirt sold so many. Uh, I've sold three. <laughs> check, check the red bubble, everyone. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, yeah, so has Homer killed a cyclist? Um, uh, on a, a penny farthing cyclist, no less. Yeah. Um, uh, which should now be called like if we decimalize it, it should be like a a a, a twenty five. Twenty five. As in, like a twenty cent coin and a five cent coin. The big mm. and the small. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's the same size ratio as a penny to a farthing. Look, you you can be all about your five twenty, uh, your twenty five. I'm all about five twenty. That's what I was trying to say. Four twenty. Yeah, five twenty. Blaze it, but like an hour later, because I'm cool and I take my time. Because <laughs> because you find it really hard to get it prepared. Um. Uh. Yeah, I guess he's killed some penny farthing cyclists. Nick must have gone to Brunswick to do that. I guess. <laughs> I mean, probably. There are there are three things that I would like to discuss about how this episode ends. Three things. Okay. Let's three go. Things, Nick. Three things. Three things. Okay, so groundskeeper Willie. The first two fairly inconsequential. The third one, not so much. So, uh, you know, groundskeeper Willie says, "My hobby is recording people." I mm. always, when I was a kid, heard that line as "my hobby" and thought that groundskeeper Willie was oh. gay and had a husband. I was like, oh, yeah, "Okay, right. interesting, interesting to reveal that here." And yeah, it wasn't cool. until much later on I realized, "Oh, he's saying hobby." Okay. <laughs> That's really interesting. I I really like that um, that young James was uh, obviously cool with it, but but also just like oh yeah, cool. It's it doesn't have to be a defining characteristic. You can just lob yeah. that into this otherwise disconnected speech. That's fine. Well, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't a particularly woke kid. If I'm being honest, like I was, you know, I don't know, like. There are definitely mm. things that I would have thought as a child that I would disown now, as I'm sure is a lot of yeah, true of course, a lot of people. Of course, but of also the uh, yeah, that one I sort of just like, huh, okay, interesting, interesting to reveal mm. that so casually in this episode. Uh, interesting, yes. Uh, all the talk of like Scottish people filming, filming stuff and like sharing the videotapes around. I mm. recently edited this is like a strange thing but i recently like did some proofreading and editing on a book that is about like new media in poland in the 80s and 90s so i've just read this book about like satellite tv and vhs in poland and that popped up like huh i just started thinking about that and that's just a weird thing that's going to happen whenever i watch this episode now i think like huh okay ah video trading in scotland oh i wonder if it's anything like the satellite television culture in 80s poland (laughs) (laughs) a classic reference yep okay that's one of those things it's one of those things that if i can remember it i want to start using that as one of my go-to non sequiturs 
Like, <laughs> oh, have you have, have have you had the have you had the beef rendang curry at this restaurant before? What's it like? And you go, ah, oh, well, let me t- compare it to you in terms of uh, Scandinavian satellite TV, <laughs> the VHS Polish media trading. industry in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also enjoy that I said, if I can remember it, I'm going to make that my standard non sequitur. <laughs> and, and then, then immediately go wrong. the Absolutely butchered the fuck out of it. Didn't even get a single keyword right. Yeah. So, so I guess we know the answer to that. So Groundskeeper Willie, he gets home uh, exonerated with the video, which somehow captures enough detail to prove that he was grabbing mm. at the candy. And then there's this whole thing where, like, the TV show is, like, demonizing him, calling him, you know, ratty, ratty peeper. And Homer's mm-hmm. like, oh, he's sick. And Marge's like, oh, but he saved your life, you know, baby. Maybe he's not so bad. I'm Marge. Let's mm. be very clear and then, here. And, and, well, and he's committing a very serious oh. offense. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> yeah, he um, is videotaping people having sex and then sharing the videos. <laughs> Uh, but don't you know two wrongs make a right, James? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and and because because Homer got off of that thing that he did that he said he didn't do that the video showed him doing that was then accepted to be him not doing it. I mean, I just I don't see where your point of tension is. I read this book recently by this author whose name is. Are you about to, Are you about to tell us about the the Norwegian VHS trade again? No, I'm afraid not. This book is called. It would have been, It would have been amazing if you just doubled back into that anecdote. This book, Nick, which I believe mm-hmm. it turned into a Netflix documentary, is called The Voyeur's Motel. is written by Gay Talassi, I think that's his name, and it is about this guy who like had this motel where he set mm. up so that he could run around uh, in the attic. And he had, like, looking holes for, like, every room. And he would just go up there every night a, and just, like, watch the people in his motel. Is this a non-fiction? Yeah. Yeah, So right. he would go up there every night and he watched people, heard... like, having sex. And he witnessed a murder once and he, like, didn't report it because, obviously, then he'd have to reveal how he knew about it. And I was reading this book. How, and by the end of it, code? I was like, this guy should not have written this book. I should not have read this book. This is... Yeah disgraceful uh, you know nobody's coming out of this clean and no. i don't know it just made me think of that this guy running around videoing everyone and then the show is like oh you know he's not so bad he saved homer but it's yeah. like homer also did something bad everyone's bad everyone's bad yeah huh. except for homer who is batman yeah that's true he is batman that's the thing mil- that people don't understand about this show a millionaire vigilante yeah. I'm Batman. Don't. You know that classic <laughs> phrase. Nick, have you been have you been like considering doing that impression professionally? Where is she? <laughs> the gummy de Milo, I mean, specifically. <laughs> oh my god. Um Do I have any other jokes? <laughs> no any jokes <laughs> or riddles or schemes. Oh, Keanu schemes. That's a good one. He's going to no, sell plots not. for people. <laughs> You're right. It's absolutely not. Schemes and so, dreams are not very close together. I got so desperate to come up with something. Oh, boy. Uh, I mean, that's probably it. <laughs> I think we've done yep. enough. Yep, that's I think we've episode. contributed enough to the culture at this point. <laughs> to the culture? I think, like, I'm looking at the time. Oh. Like, we just ticked over an hour. Like, that's more than two white men should be talking on this. <laughs> Episode and subject. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I yeah. reckon we've uh, 
Two white straight Look, to be clear, context. how much we should be talking, I guess I, you know, I shouldn't generalize that much. So this has been another episode of Pods in the Key of Springfield. I'm James, the other guy's Nick. Oh, another episode where we <laughs> yeah, didn't introduce once again, ourselves until the end. If this is your first time <laughs> listening, uh, we apologize. We're on Twitter, uh, we're on Facebook, we're on, Instagram, we're on Instagram, but I haven't updated that account in a while. Uh, but you can find us, you can email us at podsinthekeyofspringfield at gmail.com. If you just mm-hmm. want to have a little chat, I don't know, maybe you're bored. Maybe you just want to talk to us. It's fine. You can talk to us. We'll listen, maybe. We're Unless you're awful, which you might be. I don't know. I mean, possibly. Lots of people listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> it's literally hundreds. Anyway, uh, Woozer <laughs> Wuzzle. Uh, fuck, I completely forgot that this is how... Oh, <laughs> should we do my my ongoing episode rankings? Oh yeah, this is your second least favorite. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because what's my because what's my least favorite? The clip show. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> you, you're so you're so good at this. Let me think of a fucking. Uh, Do you want me to Wizard Wallace you in again in a second? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've just got to think of a. Uh, what does the what does the gummy guy say? This is the oh, worst uh, gummy of them all. No, no, I'm gonna say um uh uh yeah okay yep okay uh, Wizard Wuzzle carved by artists who work exclusively in the medium of gummy. Nick, will you stop saying gummy so much? No, I refuse. Where the hell's the candy? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, bye. Bye bye. <laughs> That was weird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so what are we doing? Are we doing one, two, three, four, clap, 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 clap? Is that the... Yep, and you do... If you do one, two, three, four, and then do claps one and three, and I'll do claps two and four. Okay, got um, it. And then that should give you something to splice together. Okay. Let's do that then. Sure. One. Hello. Oh, sorry. I was expecting <laughs> you to go. I thought it was going to be one to. Oh, hang on. You want me to say two? Is yeah. that how it goes? And then I was expecting you to count us in with like one, two, three, four, and then oh, clap, okay. Clap, clap, sorry, clap. sorry. Yeah, let's do that. But, okay. Okay, we'll do that. Okay. One, <laughs> two, three, four. Is that helpful? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's a great question. I'm not convinced that's a useful technique. Okay, maybe what would we'll, maybe instead we'll try this way. Um, I'm trying to think of ways that you can. What get What if to, I just like ask you a question and you immediately respond to it? Well, yeah, and so I was because I was trying to think of a way we can get a peak that you can line up on the two tracks. So should we just go one, two, three, and then we both clap, and then you get two clap peaks that you can line up on the different tracks? Okay, sure. All right. So mouth mouth count to five. Just mouth it, and then we'll clap. <laughs> Are we going to five? <laughs> four, whatever. <laughs> okay, one, two, three, four, clap. Yeah. So, okay, one, two, three, four. All right.
All right. I'm sure we've mastered it. I think everything is good now. I think everything I think is we good. we have a podcast. Did you watch an episode of The Simpsons? Uh, yes, I watched uh, The Simpsons movie. Oh, good. 